Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers There's always so much to discuss Let's jump right in It's LA Clips Forum It's LA Clips Forum With Jesse and Brian Welcome to the LA Clips Forum My name is Brian Andrew I'm here with my co-host Jesse Sandoval, what's up guys? That was a that was pretty decent. So oh, was the, one, the one you did on the last episode was like, you had a lot more excitement, but it threw me off guard. And this oh. one was kind of back to normal. And I'm still emo Jesse. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're like, I'm still going through a tough time. Jesse Sandoval, guys, what's going on? <laughs> I'm not okay. Um, yeah. So uh, how you been, Brian? I'm okay. We're, we're recording this before the Rams game, so I don't have any emotional ties to it, and that's not going to affect this podcast. Uh, some some housekeeping. The people next door apparently are just, I don't know, destroying their apartment. They're just hammering things, and I don't know. Hopefully that doesn't happen on our podcast. The And my internet might go out, but meh. So... <laughs> It wouldn't be Ellie Clips for him if it, if it was recorded smoothly. True. That's a good point. Uh, that, that's what makes us so unique and sets us apart. You know, it's not the hot takes. It's not the, the content. It's the lag. <laughs> <laughs> if there's not a moment where we're having one of the best takes we've had all episode and then it just stops because it's like you just hear and then I have to edit our that entire takeout because of that, that, that it wouldn't be the Ellie Clips for him. Exactly. I agree with you. So was this probably the most exciting week of Clippers basketball this entire season? Yes. And it's a continuation of what I said last podcast. Clippers will continue to be an entertaining game, uh, entertaining uh, player team. Oh, my goodness. I cannot talk. It's been about there's been one entertaining player, though. Okay. Uh, uh, It's got to be. Oh, I know who you're going to say. Justice Winslow. I'm just kidding. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I told <it's>, my mic. <laughs> he's been really good, but yeah. Luke Kennard has been. I I when when Luke Kennard had the comeback game against the Wizards, I was like, I can't wait to just talk about Luke Kennard for an hour straight on Ellie Clips Forum. I just can't wait to do it. Like it, it did lack the Montrezl Harrell poster, <laughs> but. <laughs> but we got basically the same thing where it's Montrez missing two free throws and the Clippers being able to come back. <laughs> I was listening on the, there was like a Wizards Twitter space. And they were just like, yeah, man, this team sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because me and you were talking, right? We we're like, well, why, why would the Lakers blow up their team? And basically, um, uh, bring in Russell Westbrook and get rid of Frank Vogel and all that jazz. They won a championship in the bubble with this team. Why would they do that? And then I made the point at the end. I was like, "You're." I don't. I agree. They shouldn't have blown it up. But the, the, that team, that those role players, also just gave up a 35 point lead to the Canoes. So, uh, I, I maybe LeBron is like LeBron's like, see, this is what happens when we keep these guys. That's that's what the Clippers do. They just leave chaos have to leave a city you know just <laughs> they leave a city in shambles imagine like the the uh, the united states government's like you know what maybe dc should not be a state <laughs> fbi literally put the clippers on the most wanted list right now <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> they're just destroying every city they're going through uh, <laughs> um it was uh my goodness but 
Luke Kennard has been phenomenal. Um, he's playing with confidence. Um, when he's getting when he's getting guarded and they're they're actually giving them respect, he's looking for the open man. And we saw against the Hornets, it was it was amazing. I love it. Um, yeah. Do you know? I I saw that the you know it's been trending that uh, Luke Kennard for the three point con- shooting contest. When do they determine that? Is that I don't by... know. I, I, I'll be honest too. I don't know if team if players just like call Adam Silver or something and be like, "Hey, I'm going to be part of this," and then he says, "Nah," or yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know like how the process works. It's not like it's all star voting, but I'm sure players and coaches probably say, "Hey, I think this guy should be in it," and then the player decides if they want to be or something. But some players declare, like, I know some players declare that they're going to be, like, in the slam dunk contest. And I'm just like, yeah. uh, can you do that? Can you just say you're going to do it? I don't know. Hmm. I'm curious. Because <clears throat> I feel like it should. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, I, don't know, I'm sure. I don't think, I, don't, I do not think fans should be able to vote because I think we'll be seeing some ridiculous <laughs> three-point shooting contest. We'll be First, seeing Russell Westbrook I, in there. I, I would vote for Ben Simmons every year to be oh. in the three-point contest. I, would I want, want the three-point contest should be the three were like f- four of the worst guards three points percentages and i just want to see who wins that that's entertaining to me just brick after brick after brick and the person who maybe makes two of them wins the whole thing that would be 10 times more exciting two of them in a row yeah like you have to make two in a <laughs> row we're there for hours <laughs> oh they they had to escort the fans out of the arena and ben simmons and russell westbrook are just popping them up there Everyone's taking a COVID test, just pop and pause. <laughs> That's how long it's taking. Uh, <laughs> too many uh, long, long, <laughs> I cannot talk right now. Oh, my goodness. Jeez. Um, I was going to say, because I just really want to see Westbrook and Ben Simmons go at it on a three-point shooting contest. It would be we, Even if they do the regular three-point shooting contest, if we could get a Ben Simmons, Russell Westbrook one, like right, like just by itself, and be like, "Hey, I think Russell Westbrook would probably win uh, if I'm a betting man." But I feel like it'd still be pretty entertaining. I don't know. I don't think so. I got my money on Ben Simmons. Isn't like Ben Simmons shooting like sixteen percent in his career? <laughs> yeah, but I feel like I feel like he's been recording a lot of like three point shooting um, workout <laughs> videos <laughs> this whole time, so. He's going to release those and he's going to make me really feel confident <laughs> and I'll put all my yeah. money on him just for him to like not win. <laughs> that makes sense. But um, yeah, I would like to see Luke, the true king of Ohio, go into Cleveland and win the three-point contest and flip off LeBron if he can. Is it in Cleveland? It's in Cleveland. The return of the king. The return of the king. I oh want so, someone could Photoshop like the last movie poster of Return of the King for Lord of the Rings and have Luke Kennard as Aragorn's face and then have all the other look clippers, the canoes scattered in the background of it. I think that would be a beautiful uh, thing. Can you make that into an NFT? Yeah. Or imagine this. Let's just say the Clippers make a run. They go to the finals and they're playing the Cavs. And we have to play... Game seven in Cleveland. Everyone's all the Cavs fans are wearing uh 
Luke Kennard jerseys. Yeah, they're wearing Cleveland Luke Kennard jerseys because they were hope. You know how people make those 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 jerseys of people they want on their team in the in the in the. So it's a Cleveland Cavaliers Luke Kennard jersey, and he just goes out and just he makes like I don't know. 17 threes in one game and just, just he'll like, be the he'll be the only player to have two pair two parades one in la and then one in ohio yeah. be phenomenal uh that is the word of the day for me phenomenal so i would say that the, phenomenal, the phenomenal uh, luke nerd uh, phenomenal he's phenomenal um yeah so we had some several uh really good games that we came back came from behind so 35 point comeback and then we had a 15 point comeback against who am I blanking out on? Who, who was it against? We we came back against the Magic, and then we yeah, almost came back against the Heat, and then we just today we played really well and didn't need to come back against the Hornets. Yeah. And then we played the Pacers tomorrow. So how do you feel about this team so far? I feel really good. Uh, in terms of Kawhi and PG situation, I think we're – we're in better spirits of like, you know, and like, you know what? Yeah. Obviously if they come back, we like this team, but if they don't, then this, at least we've had some entertaining basketball. Uh, this stretch coming up in February is going to be really tough. Mm-hmm. We play the bucks, the warriors, the Suns, Dallas twice in Dallas. So I don't know. Uh, it's going to be tough, but I think if we get past that going Three, three and three. Even if we maybe go two and four, it's you know, like if we could beat the Pacers and then beat the Lakers, and then we go two and four, we're not gonna leave that road trip below five hundred, if that makes sense, or at least, yeah. I have a question. Yeah. What if the Clippers lose to the Pacers, Bucks, Grizzlies, Mavericks, Warriors, Suns, and Rockets? But destroy the Lakers both times. Would you still be okay with that? Probably not. <laughs> as much as I like, because I feel like that might take us out of the playoff picture. <laughs> <laughs> whereas, whereas if we could lose to the Lakers, let the Lakers have like their moment where they're like, see, our all stars, our three top 75 players or whatever, beat your guys and it's just like justice winslow on the court like hey i got some rebounds stop yelling at me <laughs> to be fair i don't think it would um uh, maybe possibly i don't think it would because it just furthers the grizzlies are already on top so it just furthers that gap between us warriors are on top mavs are on top we're in the seventh seed right now uh, as long as the timberwolves don't win any games i think we'll be okay well, so if we want to get into that six seed, so if we want to get in that six seed where the Nuggets are at, they're already, I think, three ish games ahead of us. Nuggets? Yeah. No, they're one. The Nuggets are three games ahead of us. I'm pretty sure. I just looked it up. Let me look it up then. So the Nuggets are three games ahead of us. Oh, yeah. Okay. Never mind. So. If we were to go one and seven, but beat the Lakers or whatever your thing was, <laughs> uh, that'd probably take us out of the sixth spot. And then we'd be fighting to get a higher playing spot. Whereas right now we're still in the mix for that six seed, technically, even though it's getting a little older, it's getting a little further away from us. With all these back, with all these uh, 
you know, coming from behind victories, I don't think anyone wants to face us in the in the plans. So I think they'll forfeit and we'll make it into into the playoffs, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> like they're gonna play the first quarter, they're gonna go up ten against us. And then Luke Kennard's gonna be chewing his gum, his hair's a little messed up, he's gonna walk on the court, you know, just rub his hands a little bit, and then the team's just gonna be like, go up to the ref, you're like, hey, no, we're done, we're good. <laughs> we're gonna call it a year. <laughs> I, I, might, I might kiss on this. I might cuss on this one. Uh, we're gonna play against whatever the team we play in in the play-in tournament. We go up by 15. The <laughs> the opposing team called the coaches call timeout. What the? F- <laughs> <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I told you. that man out there. <laughs> That's Ty Lue. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Kennard is amazing. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say about it. Uh, that's, I'm, try- that's... I'm trying my best not to repeat everything we've said on this podcast for the last month, month and a half. But all he needs is that poster dunk now on LeBron. So is it safe to say that Luke Kennard is probably the most improved player on this team? Yeah, absolutely. Because he was getting DMPs last year. I could try to come up with some creative BS answer, but no, it's Luke Kennard. And to be honest, he's the best player we've had on our team without Paul George and Kawhi. Yeah. Like, I'm just being honest about it. Um, Marcus, here's my Stephen A. Take. No, <laughs> Stephen A. Take here. We should trade Luke Kennard for two, for two seconds from the Orlando Magic. <laughs> like, we, 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 we're going to get into some trade talk later. I, I like to think. It's funny because like I go into Twitter spaces and stuff like that, and I make these like very sarcastic trade uh, conversations with some people. You're like, yeah, like, or we could just get John Wall. You know, I'm just like, and I and I say it like pretty seriously, and I'm wondering if a lot of people believe me. What you say? Like on Twitter space earlier this weekend, there was a lot of people in there who I don't think know who we are, and. Someone mentioned that Luke Kennard went to Duke, which is in North Carolina. And then I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. He's in North Carolina. And Michael Jordan's also played for the University of North Carolina. Luke Kennard might be also the best player to ever play in North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I was like, I could just hear the silence of people like, is this guy serious? <laughs> you're just <laughs> setting Twitter space ablaze today, lately, so... Luke Kennard's team, the Cincinnati Bengals, right now just tied the Kansas City Chiefs. I really hope Bengals win. I'm um, not gonna lie to you. I love I love Luke Kennard so much that if it was the Bengals versus the Rams in the Super Bowl, yes, I'd root for the Rams. But the Rams happen to lose to the Bengals, I would be happy that Luke Kennard's happy. <laughs> Joe Burrows is basically Luke Kennard. If Luke Kennard was a football player, in my opinion. You I think you Luke think Kennard. Luke Kennard something is just like smoking a cigar in the back, just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Luke Kennard's so talented. I think he could probably play a QB for the Bengals too, if he wants to. He could play wide receiver. I think he's pretty. Athletic. How how hyped were you when you saw the video of Luke Kennard screaming and? F- those photos from that n1 shot oh my goodness i I woke up up the next morning like the wolverine meme (laughs) looking at my phone (laughs) look still looking at lucanard stuff like 
and my 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 next day like that that Luke Kennard moment might have saved my life because I feel like my blood pressure was down. <laughs> I was healthy. I was so happy the next morning after that Luke Kennard comeback. And then they try to come out with the referee report yeah. saying like that they did this call. It's like who cares? You know how many times the Clippers have played a game and we get a um thank you for the referee report that says the Clippers should have won that. I don't like we had that a week ago with the Denver game. Like <laughs> yeah, so like no. Who cares? The, the final minutes of the like uh, of the referee reports are so bad. It's just it doesn't make any sense. Like what what's the point of you telling us that you were wrong day after the game? So right, yeah. It's it's irritating and it's not really necessary. And it's really subjective too. Cause I mean, I look at that and it's continuing motion. Like it feels like that he initiated a shot for he, he got fouled when he started initiating the shot. For the 20-something plus years of watching basketball, that would have been free throws. That would have been, yeah. The the last year or two, they've been really trying to, like, get those, like, hey, if they're not going for a shooting motion, then it's a foul on the floor or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know. It's just, it's it's such a split-second thing that, to me, it's just like, you know what, like, we got we got Luke saying and one, <laughs> and you're gonna take that away from us. Basically, basically that referee report basically Shame was like, you. hey, you had a mo- you had a really cool NBA moment of a team coming back from 35 points, and you wanted to take that away from us. <laughs> us Clipper fans don't have much this year, <laughs> and you wanted to take that away from us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to some Clipper support group then. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yeah, what's Are up? we talking about today's game? <laughs> We're like so fixated on Luke Kennard's game. <laughs> we we played well, and Luke Kennard played well again today. Justice Winslow was amazing. Uh, you think well, Justice Winslow is going to stay on this team, like after the trade, like before the trade? Or the I only, say, the only thing, deadline. the only thing I could think of. There's three players that I think, like, okay, if we're really serious that we're going to possibly make a playoff run this year mm-hmm. and we wanted to have Amir Coffee on that team and we had to create a roster swap, there's three players in mind. Obviously, number one, Surge, right? It's like, you mm-hmm. know what? That's given. We're Yeah. But for whatever reason, we think Surge might happen to benefit us staying with us maybe in the playoffs. Like, we're just like, you know what? Let's hold on him just in case. Then Justice Winslow and maybe Jason Preston. I think it's going to be Surge, but just based on the structure of the roster, Justice Winslow is technically an unpopular name that we have to be like, okay, fine. I wouldn't want to do it. I, I think the way he's been playing is not a popular decision to want to trade Justice Winslow, but he he before the search stuff even happened, we were probably even saying like, all right, if we are going to clear a roster space, it's one of our centers or justice Winslow. Mm-hmm. Personally, Which... personally, I would just be like, just get, just trade Preston. And I understand that Preston might end up become, becoming a great point guard. But if we think this is a championship window, like we think we're going to get our two stars back and this is a championship window to have a mere coffee in the playoffs. Sorry. <laughs> you know, like, Trade him for if another if another we got him we got we we use a second round pick on him we'll see if we get another one for him and yeah, yeah. no I agree I just hope yeah. he doesn't become the best point guard of all time 
Let's hope not. But I, I think it's Surge, and I would personally trade Surge too. But if for whatever reason they're 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 worried that Hart won't be able to step in the step up in the playoffs for whatever reason. Yeah. And I, I can see why it could be Winslow. I can see Winslow right now because I feel like he's he's playing pretty well. Um and if he continues to play well before the trade deadline, I think he'll get some attention from other player from other teams. Um, speaking of today's game, I thought Sergi Baca had a really good first half. And based on Tyloo's philosophy, he's like, I'm just gonna play the two. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna play all three centers and then play whoever's playing the best in the second half. And Serge, I thought had a pretty good first half. And then he was like, Nah, I'm still gonna go with Hart. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't have a chance to watch the second half. I was at work, so I shot over back home and just watched the rest of the game. And he wasn't playing, so I was like, Oh, I guess he didn't play that well. <laughs> well imagine he wasn't playing. You're like, you know, what? he's not playing. I'm not gonna watch this. <laughs> you're a big surge guy. You're like, you know, if, if he's not playing, come on. <laughs> you call Lou. He's like, Hey, is surge gonna play? You know, I'm just gonna go to work. I don't, I, I don't need this. <laughs> then, I, then I can't watch that game. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, I agree. I think Justin, Justice Winslow probably has the most. If he continues to play in the way he's playing, besides Serge Ibaka. Probably has a good amount of trade value for any I, team that's looking for some depth that are competing for a playoff, looking for a playoff spot. My stance is though, Winslow's finally getting into a rhythm, and mm-hmm. if Batum or Morris need to take time off, uh, moving forward, Winslow's perfect for that third glue forward position. Yep, and I don't, I think that's a quality that we're not going to be able to get anywhere else. No, I, I agree. That's why it's hard to make that decision. Um, because he's such – he plays aggressive defense, but he also pushes the pace on, on offense. I really enjoy it. I know sometimes it gets a little sloppy and, uh, you know, you may fall here and there, but, mm-hmm. you know, you genuinely love that energy that he brings to the court. Um, and it's kind of hard to – It's he's kind of like a spark plug. Remember that? Like, remember yeah. when you play NBA, you always have that player that comes in and, like, can, can – uh, just start an offensive movement or defensive movement. I felt like he brings that to the table and it's, it's really hard to find a replacement for that. Um, I mean, obviously we have Luke Kennard for the offensive spark plug, but. Best player of all time. Um, I could see the scary thought of. If you lose either heart or zoo, then you don't have another center at all. And then it is Winslow or Morris playing that five. And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. And I could see him being like, hey, it's nice having Surge just in case. Yeah. Uh, but I I think Winslow's been playing better than Surge <laughs> at center. So I, it's just one of those things where it's just like, do we want to have an undersized third center on the team? Unless we do move maybe both like maybe to get rid of surge we have to throw in a young guy and we just say you know what let's just do pressing and a team will be like you know what? we'll let we'll let his foot rehab and then we'll have, we'll see what he's got and then we have two roster spots and then we bring in coffee and then we go in the buyout market and find yeah. another center i don't know i i feel like zoo is pretty uh he's like an iron man so he doesn't really get injured a lot 
Um, Serge Ibaka is a different story. Hardenstein, same. Besides the ankle injury, he's been he's been really available. He's been available for us. So I don't. I'm not necessarily concerned about like injuries for the center position. And it's kind of hard for me to think, think of any team that had you know three centers. You know, in preparation for the possibility of having two centers going down uh, in one season. I feel like we're pretty good right now. I feel like if we had three centers against the Suns, we would have at least made those games more interesting. No, I I agree with you, but... But that might just be Clippers PTSD and not a realistic how you manage a roster thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're going off what we experienced off in the playoffs. But realistically right now, the chances of that happening might be pretty slim. Um, But even then, like, we only had two centers. Currently, we had three centers in our in our roster and if we don't trade surge we should be fine so but if we do i'm really confident like winslow could play at five yeah he he's playing like point center for us sometimes and it's a beautiful thing to watch <laughs> uh, now do you want to get in the clipper support group <laughs> yeah uh yeah um right. i still gotta make that uh luke canard montage where you're just hitting threes and that song plays in the background <laughs> yeah uh so the clipper support group is where we uh take comments from our some from other clipper fans about you know stuff that they're struggling with as clipper fans uh the first one is rob from rob save sports podcast why can't the clippers finish fast breaks do you want to start on this jesse I think it's pretty easy, guys. Clearly, the opponent's rim has is double rimmed, and that's yeah. Why. So if, if if people watch the game in slow mo, right? I think it's because it's at regular speed. If they watch the game in slow mo, they could see someone really fast put a second rim on the rim when we're on our fast break situations because we're already really slow on fast breaks. So they have plenty of time to put it up there. And then they put it on there. Then we go up for the layup or we, we go for the, the transition three or something. We miss it. We we go back on defense and the guy takes the second rim off. So, yeah, I pretty much have the same. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> I thought you just knee. had an earthquake over there. Dude. <laughs> I just hit my knee on the table. <laughs> I pretty much have the same take as you, so I don't want to like take your thunder. Oh, so you can, you... dude. I, my thunder is your thunder, man. That's uh, a, that's 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 how that like clips form works. But not the OKC okay, no. thunder. <laughs> uh, they probably have better transition basketball. Uh, <laughs> so basically, nobody gets back. <laughs> like <laughs> Justice Winslow, Reggie Jackson, Reggie Jackson, not so much. What's to say, Coffee. Coffee's the only one I feel like you can make a transition bucket on the team. But nobody runs back when someone's in transition. Like Marcus Morris is already in the locker room. <laughs> he's, he's calling it a half already. Nobody runs back with anybody on transition. So it's always like a one-on-three situation. And then they're like, all right, never mind. We'll just dribble it back out. Or they try to take it up themselves. And it's like they get packed. They, they don't force the foul. It's just like today I saw Brandon Boston. Luke Kennard was coming off the weak side. And and Brandon Boston was like, no, I'm just gonna take it up. And I'm like, dude, you know, if you pass it to Luke Kennard, that Luke Kennard would have had an easy layup there. But I could also see like Brandon Boston be like, no, nah, I think Luke Kennard would get swatted. But I'm like, you know what? 
Brandon Boston possibly passed uh, passed up Luke Kennard's poster right there. He ruined everyone, every Clipper dream right now. He ruined it. Yeah. Trade him. No, oh, by the way, by the way, while while we're, I know we already talked about the Hornets, but why does Lamelo Ball have to make every pass like a no look behind the back be, between the legs kind of pass? <laughs> every single pass he he has to it has to be a highlight. <laughs> and I can see the Hornets. The Hornets players are dropping the ball like it's DJ playing with Chris Paul out there. <laughs> like it's hitting them in the hands, they're hitting them in the arm, chest, and they're like, and they bobble in, then they. They score a basket, but it's just like, it's like, dude, just hey, man, you you know, you could probably have fit like five more assists a game if you just like you know give it to him directly, <laughs> make eye contact. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're you're good enough. Lamelo Ball I, is probably his worst enemy when it comes to playing basketball because I think he could possibly be one of the best point guards in the league, and he, in my opinion, he still doesn't play very good defense, but. That's just my opinion. Uh, can you apparently, really do apparently, best... apparently, apparently to me, I, I don't think any guard plays really good defense. <laughs> <laughs> but can you really be the best guard in the league if you don't make a, a no-look pass? Come on. That's Come true. On. Come on. Uh, and he's not Luke Kennard by any measure. So I also agree. Um, what was I going to say? Yes, it's weird. Okay, you said Amir Coffee was the only person that you feel is com- you're confident with. You know, <clears throat> making fast break point, uh, fast break layups, getting points. Um, that's a crazy sentence. I don't think we've whatever <laughs> ever said that. Oh, he's he's the only, only one. Because I feel like if, like, let's just say Marcus Morris got a steal, right? He probably would just like, all right, cool, let's slow down. <laughs> like, if if uh, if somebody else got a steal, I know, slow down. Amir Coffey's like, nah, I'm just gonna take it, <laughs> and and then I think Terrence Mann wants to take it, but and then, then he, he just, but then he decides to do like a uh, hezzy, yeah, like a, I don't know, like what's the Tony Hawk uh, skateboarding move that he had to do that made him famous? Uh, the seven twenty. Seven was the seven twenty. Like Terrence Mann does like two of those before he gets to, to <laughs> at, at the rim. So. He's he's very indecisive, um, but he has the energy and he has the balance <clears throat> to be really great at fast break points. Um, but yeah, I, I so someone just needs to sit down with Terrence Mann and just have him for ten minutes straight watch when Terrence Mann dunked on Gobert, just on a loop, and just be like, "Hey, you did this on the best shot blocking center in the league." He's like you- tied into the Clippers, like. Um, uh, film room like they're just tired right. they're just like putting in a loop trying to hit so so them. we think you can make a layup against Montrezl. Hero. We're, <laughs> we're, that, that's that that's our tape <laughs> we we think if you could dunk on the best one of the best defensive centers in the league we personally think <laughs> that you could probably dunk on 85 percent of the other players in the league and at least get a layup on the other 90 percent of the <laughs> other like like we could probably up that percentage to about 90 percent and then there's a couple of people you know yeah they're athletic so <laughs> you know like I, I don't know no i agree with you um all right um what was this the other question oh, so trent uh <clears throat> i should say trade talk so I know exactly what Trent means by trade talk. We've already talked about some players that we think could maybe make a roster spot for Amir Coffee, but 
trade talk in terms of general NBA trade talk where people are trying to trade Clipper players and trying to bring in people like John Wall. I believe I saw one where like the Clippers trade like Luke Kennard to get Terrence Ross from the Magic or something like that. It's it's just the, these ridiculous articles that are coming out. It's the people with their trade machines and Trent's tired of it. I think it's really funny that people think they get, the Clippers would just like Luke Kennard comes back from 35 points and would just be like, you know what? Let's trade this guy for someone who's not as good. And then we are trying to get players like CJ McCollum, apparently. I, I don't know. It's just it's just a mess where I don't think the Clippers want to trade anybody. If anything, it's just going to be Surge, possibly to get a roster spot open. Mm-hmm. Maybe Justice Winslow, even though I would prefer we didn't. And I would say wild card maybe marcus morris wild card marcus morris you don't think wild card with me amir coffee we, that we would trade amir coffee i don't even can we trade a two-way player i don't know that that, that that's a that's i'm curious I'm yeah because unless like maybe we could trade him if somebody has like a two-way spot available and he just takes in that person's two-way <clears> but yeah uh, I don't know. I, I was going to type it up, but trying to make me really self conscious about my mechanical keyboard being so loud. So <laughs> I'm going to use my iPhone. Um, uh, no, but no, uh, we're keeping Mirror Coffee. Like, if anything, Mirror Coffee could be Morris's replacement if we trade Morris. Because I think, realistically speaking, and this is, this is not a hot take if anyone's watched Clippers basketball the last few weeks. Amir Coffee and Justice Winslow, for the most part, make up kind of Marcus Morris's production. Now, obviously, Marcus Morris does that in one player, and that's what you'd prefer to have those qualities all in one player. But Justice Winslow and Amir Coffee, the production that we expect from Marcus Morris is probably more reliable in those two players. And if we ended up trading Marcus, which I'm not saying I want to, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying if if we wanted to get some asset or we're trying to figure out something financially, even though I don't financially get it, I don't see how we could financially have a, a how we could financially benefit from trading a player because we're just so above the tax. I just I just don't think it could happen. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be possible. You have to clean house um, pretty much to. Be under be under the luxury tax, so uh, I don't think the Clippers are willing to do that. And I think the Clippers are smart enough to see that we have a ta- talented roster that's capable of winning a championship. It just needs its two superstars. Yeah, and I, I, I hope I hope I hope <laughs> I'll say you know the GM could have a you know a different idea, but I hope we don't make any. Reckless moves, I guess. The trade deadline is in roughly a week and a half. Hopefully, Lawrence Frank relaxes. I just, Lawrence Frank should just turn the phone off that day. (laughs) 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 He's like constantly showing Jerry West like screenshots of tweets. He's like, hey, hey, but they're saying this. (laughs) There's, we could get John Wall. He is available. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to be willing to trade everyone that everyone likes. 
and we bring in John Wall, who look, he can shoot twenty percent from three point land. Like that's that's what we need. <laughs> um, the only the only ooh, man, I'm about to get some heat for this. Okay, go. Well, I want to see the heat. Only the only way we get John Wall is if the Rockets legitimately give us a few first round picks. And then we flip those first round picks and get someone. I I'd say yeah. you get John Wall, you let him finish out the season, you buy out next season. But the Rockets then, are basically shooting themselves in the foot by doing that. Right. <laughs> that's the only <laughs> that's the only way I would if I was a Clippers and you're like, you want us to take on that stupid contract on and we let him because like if let's just say the Clippers know the Clippers know that Kawhi and Paul George are not coming back. And Serge Ibaka is going to be walking next season. We have Marcus Morris. And if we're able to keep like Amir Coffey and Luke Kennard and Terrence Mann, all these players that we like already because whatever. I, the thing is, I just don't think the contracts, we'd probably have to throw in Luke Kennard in there. And I would refuse to do that. Um. But the only way I could think about it was would, would be like, hey, you give us first-round picks, so when we decide to buy him out next season, yeah, and he gets us to walk away with $47 million or whatever. I, I did so that, see. that we have first-round picks so that we can make, we could trade some assets. And then like the reason why we haven't been in trade conversations the last two or three years is because we don't have the trade assets. And then we could possibly offer someone like Brooklyn, hey, Brooklyn, James Harden doesn't want to be there, right? Here's some draft picks, and we'll take James Harden. You know, that's the only way if, like, the, if Lawrence Frank and Dre West are really trying to be, like, smooth with it. But yeah. to be honest, they would scare, it would terrify me if we're putting all our eggs and thinking that we could get James Harden or something. And then even having just James Harden, Kawhi, and Paul George, and then having no depth because of it, would yeah. it would terrify me. No, Yeah we've i wouldn't do it um but i think i do think the rockets if they're going to trade john wall they're going to have to give another team an asset there no one's just going to take john wall yeah i agree but i i don't i don't see the houston rockets giving up their future assets for um just to get rid of a contract like that i rather just i think they'll sit it out and just wait um no you're not wrong uh, and unless like their their idea is to get Russell Westbrook, <laughs> I can't believe someone with a straight face. <laughs> That's the only trade that works because both of them have dumbass contracts. The thing is, if you bring in Russell Westbrook plus, like, let's say, like a Lakers asset, right? Let's just say a Lakers first round pick or something, you at least got the first round pick in it, and then you could buy out Russell Westbrook. Whereas if you buy out John Wall, you're not getting anything back from yeah. John Wall. I get you, but I feel like I know we talk a lot of crap about just uh, Russell Westbrook, but I feel like he, because of the way he plays, he could, you know, potentially help impact the team such as the Rockets um, and probably ruin their, you know, their draft positions as well in the process of it. So I don't think why I don't, I just don't see them doing it. Yeah, I don't see him doing it either. 
Um, like I said, I hope Lawrence Ring just turns his phone off that day. He puts it on Zen mode. Um, mm-hmm. what was I gonna say? Uh, I'm blanking out right now. All right, never mind. No, I'm just gonna stay quiet. Oh, I remembered, but now I killed the joke. Never mind. <laughs> 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 I saw a tweet. Uh, I forgot who sent it. I forgot who uh, who tweeted it out. But uh, when will the Clippers realize it's time to build uh, build around Amir Coffee and Luke Kennard? <laughs> it's true. It's and to be honest, like the the Clippers should be having that mentality of obviously you have Kawhi and Paul George, but what's the next tier of quality players that are people that you're like, you know, these this is the core. Like when the Clippers had. Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre, that next tier was like, we have JJ Redick, and JJ Redick's mm-hmm. pretty untouchable. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Luke Kennard, Amir Coffey, untouchable. And then after that, you start getting like, all right, now I'd say Nick Batum's kind of untouchable too, but. Well, and, he's untouchable because he has no trade clause, right? Remember? No trade clause, and he's really valuable. Yeah. <laughs> and then And then you start getting to another tier of players where you're like, the Utah Jazz stuff is wearing off of Terrence Mann a little bit, but I still think you at least let him ride it ride out this until he because like we've seen Terrence Mann when he's really good, you know, so let's ride this out. Hopefully we can get his head right. Yeah. And then Marcus Morris is like I just said like the wild card, the outlier of the situation where it's like sometimes the team looks really good when he's not there and sometimes the team looks really good when he is. And then we're just trying to figure out I'm sure there's analytic people that are just that know what that means, you know? So, so you, you, okay. We touched on Terrence Mann right there. <clears throat> Do you feel like Terrence Mann's play is all mental? Like, is he doubting himself or because it, it feels like that he hesitates so many times on, you know, taking the shot. Um <laughs> He doesn't have the confidence like I feel like he should have, you know, after having a phenomenal series against the Jazz. Um, or do you think it's something that there's something else that's that's probably just throwing him into a funk? And I think I, I do think there's a ceiling on his skill set, but he sometimes doesn't even reach that ceiling. Like we've seen that ceiling. Like he can be our corner three guy our defensive chaos guy and we see those and we see those moments and we're like, yeah, this is where Terrence Mann is mm-hmm. and he's aggressive getting to the basket. But then there's moments where, like you said, the hesitation and not making the right call. And I do believe that's a mental thing. And it's getting to the point where there might always just be a mental, mental wall there. And but the thing is, Ty Lue's such a good coach, and if Ty Lue trusts him out there, I don't have anything to say against that. It's just mm-hmm. at times, it's just like either m- make the mistake or I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird. It's like sometimes it's that, it's that indecisive thing where you just like either make the mistake or don't make the mistake. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, like pass it to somebody else or but sometimes it's just like he does nothing. And it's just like, oh, come on, dude. Yeah. I agree with you on that one. Um, <clears throat> uh, was there another one? For some- nope, that was anything? it this week. Next week, 
I'll try to do it maybe a day beforehand so people <laughs> can respond. Uh, but yeah. Um, do you have any other comments or concerns or? No, I just want to see Luke Kennard in that three point contest. I haven't. I don't think I've watched an NBA All Star Weekend thing in probably three to four years. And if Luke Kennard's in it, I, I would. But also, if Luke Kennard, Luke Kennard, just be like, you know, I I just want a few days off. <laughs> yeah. And if he wants a few days off, then the, power, I'll power. Yeah. No, I agree with you. The All Star the All Star Weekend is kind of a weird thing. Like I don't really get excited for the All Star game. I don't really get excited for the All Star skill sets dunk contests. Sometimes it can be lackluster, so they're hit and miss. So I don't really care much for them. But the three-point shooting contests are the ones I actually tune in for. I find them fun. And we need to start advocating for the three worst percentages or the four worst percentages <laughs> to just go out there and just like. And I don't want four. I don't want like centers. You know, unless like you're supposed to be a good three-point shooting center, you just suck this year. No, I I want guards who. Are supposed supposedly are supposed to have somewhat of an outside shot, but just go out there and just give a, give us a breakfast. Just put Mason Plumley in there; he'll win it. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I, I might have misread the stat. He shoots like thirty five percent from the free throw line. Yeah. What? <laughs> I was like, why don't we just hack Mason all day? <laughs> right. We won, so yeah, that's that's what matters. Hopefully, we get through the Pacers. Uh, I don't want to date this podcast, so I'm not going to talk too much about that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Thanks for that tuning was, in, guys. That was the <laughs> clips for. <laughs> you can find us wherever you find your podcast. Please follow, like, subscribe, whatever the podcast platform asks for. Uh, talk to us on Twitter at LA Clips Forum. And thank you, Trent, for the outro. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining Brian Andrew and Jesse Sandoval for this episode of LA Clips Forum. For all the over and backs, loose balls, clear paths, and tip-ins, catch LA Clips Forum every week. The podcast for fans, by fans. Clipper Nation, we'll catch you on the rebound. Oh yeah.